What's up, what's up? Another week, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, the Football Academy. I'm here, Sapoon, tonight with Braden. How's it going, boss? Uh, it's good. Uh, just watch Arsenal come back and uh, pull off another nice win to stay perfect. 15 points so far in the season, which is kind of a nuts thing to say <laughs> compared to how I started out last year. Uh, and, and this time, I think we properly celebrated. I, I don't think we... Uh, alerted any of the celebration police to Emirates Stadium. I, I know we were under close watch after uh, a- after the full match, so uh, I'm I'm happy to report. I, I think we're okay there this time. Well, I'm glad. I mean, Arsenal, what a firing start to the season. Um, so we are recording this on a Wednesday after the Wednesday fixtures. The United Leicester game still hasn't happened, so. Bear with us. We're not going to be talking about all those uh, midweek fixtures. We're going to come back to them next week. Kind of gives us a little bit more time to digest what's happened. A lot of um, refereeing controversy from some, time-wasting controversy from others. So we'll see how this week and the weekend shapes up. But this weekend is right upon us. We've got some big, big games. We start with the derby. We end with what used to be one of the biggest games in the Premier League during my childhood. Uh Braden, before we go in-depth with the games, do you want to give a quick rundown on how we're going to cover them? Yep. Uh, so every week we take 100 virtual dollars, we call them pod bucks here, and bet them on the three-way money line, so home win, away win, or draw. Uh, we'll also maybe talk about some over-unders, uh, some spread, maybe uh, throw in some more like anytime goal scorer discussions uh, or, and anything you might throw into a parlay, that sort of thing uh, in there as it comes up. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about all these things kind of through that lens um, and kind of add a little more flavor to the storylines of the games. Uh, as always, nothing you hear on this is financial advice. Please use your own discretion and uh, have some fun. Yep, have some fun indeed. And the first game of the weekend, Everton against Liverpool. Everton at plus 675. Liverpool at minus 255. Draws at plus 390. Over-unders at 2.5. Could have been a very, very different narrative going into this game uh, if Liverpool had not come back and won, but they did. Lampard seems to have figured some things out at uh, Everton. Also, they're going to get my boy, James Garner. Good luck, son. I hope you have a phenomenal career there. What is your take on this plus 675 line? You know, this is a much easier game to predict, I think, before the start this season happened. Like, I, I think the, you know, Everton was trash. They still might be a little trash. Uh, but, you know, Liverpool were going to cruise to be one of the top two teams in the league, and I don't think that's what we've seen. I, granted, they scored nine goals, but followed it up with a, I, I don't want to say bad performance, but just kind of listless in some ways. Like, I, there still seems to be some things that they're figuring out, and maybe when Nunez gets back, it will sort itself out a little bit, but uh, this Liverpool team in general ha- like have not looked great. They've looked vulnerable. This is kind of a game that you might expect. You know, you, you've got the mercies at Derby. It's two teams that do not like each other. This might be the game that you expect Everton to sneak up and, and get a result against a wounded Liverpool team. On the flip side, this could also be the thing that focuses Liverpool into going in and, and giving them a thrashing again. So, it's difficult to say which of those is going to win out. I'm actually going to be a little adventurous and take a draw. Like I, I do think that Lampard does have a little something going on here with this team. I think that the young players on this team are playing really well. Um, you've got Awobi playing central midfield. Looks like a completely different player from when he was out in the wing there. And, and I do think they're 
kind of going in the right direction if they're not really haven't haven't necessarily figured it all the way out yet. So I'm going to go with a draw, and I think Liverpool's struggles kind of continue. Yeah, that will be interesting. But I mean, I think ultimately there's too much firepower in this Liverpool team, and they lost away to uh, Man United at Old Trafford. So I'm gonna go with Liverpool. They're going away to Goodison. Draw probably w- is where I would put real money on. But since this is pop box, and y'all know my philosophy, if you can't be happy, be rich. So uh, this is what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, uh, I, I think a like two way on or like a double chance on Liverpool might make a lot of sense here, just to cover yeah. your bases on the draws. Like I, Liverpool should win. Like they should. But there's Anthony Gordon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, that that would be a lot of fun. Um, having said that, one thing to consider for people who really like tactics and how people play, uh, prepare for game plans and shit. Um, Everton just played I, what I, who I think is probably the most intense high press team right now in the league in uh, Leeds. So it it could really be a good game for them to like just continue what they did well at uh, Leeds going into this derby. Moving on, Forest at plus 106, taking on Bournemouth at plus 265, draws at plus 245, over-unders at 2.5. This was, I think, Forest's 41st game of the 42 that they played in the championship last year. And they lost the game 1-0, which is why they had to go the playoff route. Bournemouth beat them 1-0. But in the Premier League, scenes seem to be very, very different for these two teams. I don't even know who the fuck is managing Bournemouth. All of us got it wrong. None of us really thought Scott Parker would be gone this fucking quick. What are your thoughts? I, well, I was going to go kind of the other way and focus on Forrest and be like, none of the players playing for Forrest right now play for them in the championship. Uh, just about. like It's an entirely turned over team, it feels like. Do you want to say Bournemouth got their new manager bounce already uh, with the <laughs> draw against Wolves today? Like I... I don't know what to make of this Bournemouth team. I, I do think they're in kind of a in a weird holding pattern of just having to eject on a manager so soon into a season it is is always kind of a I think a weird situation for a team to be in. Uh Forest at home, I, I like them in the scenario. They are plus favorites. I'm gonna go with Forest. I think they'll eke out a, a win against Burnmouth. Uh I, I really don't think, like, given how much has changed with these two teams, I don't know that you can go that much on what happened the year before. Yeah, I mean, that is very, very fair. I do think Forrest are probably going to be really amped up for this game after what was a pretty embarrassing show against uh, Manchester City. Uh, so I'm also going to go with Forrest. I do think the draw would be, again, a very good line, a plus uh, 245, but a plus 106, plus favorites, always going to take that. Almost always going to take that. Uh, moving on, Brentford at plus 118, taking on Leeds at plus 220, draws at plus 255, over-unders at 2.5. Um, Brentford, again, beat us 4-0 and still have not like reproduced a top-top performance like that. So, Yeah, they've kind of done that in nothing else. Um, Leeds, I don't... Leeds got to such a hot start, it felt like, especially when you think of that win against Chelsea they had. And they've kind of been similar, where it's been kind of fine results since. I, Brentford have always played well at home. 
I think that might be enough for them. Uh, you mentioned Leeds uh, play a very intense high press system. Coming off, um, you know, a weekend midweek playing another Saturday game, that might be too much for them. Uh, so I'm going to give the edge to Brentford. Go with my plus favorites, and uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm not real confident on this one. You know, I'm going to go with a draw in this game. I think both these teams match up pretty well tactically against most sides. And again, I think Leeds' overperformance earlier from like the first couple of games is going to kind of start being evened out. Talking about overperformance, a team that desperately needs to overperform what it's done over the last couple of weeks. Chelsea, minus 210 against West Ham at plus 575. Draws at plus 350. Over-unders at 2.5. This is a mad disrespectful line to West Ham. And even I'm saying that after all the shit that I've said about them earlier this season. It's really tough on this one because when I look at Chelsea, I don't see a team that is kind of I you want to say clicking on all cylinders. I don't I don't know if they're clicking on any cylinders right now. I I think Sterling is in decent form and that's kind of it for this team. There there seems to be to me there seems to be more issues than just which players are on the pitch and whether they're performing at the day. I I feel like there's some morale issues like if you read between lines on on social media and other things, or watch like post match clips, you've got like people going straight into the locker room after games. You like it seems that some people there may not be fully on side with what Tuchel is trying to do. I I will say this: I cannot take Chelsea at minus two ten when I watch this team right now. I I also am not real confident in West Ham. I know this will be a hard fought like derby match between these two teams that don't really like each other. I think. West Ham probably dislike Chelsea more than the other way around. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with the draw. I think they'll play pretty evenly. Like, I, I don't really trust this West Ham attack that much either, despite Bowen being on both my regular FPL and my draft team, which has been really frustrating so far. Um, don't really have that much faith in them. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go with Chelsea in this game. I think a London derby again and at home they kind of have to come out and do things um they're probably going to make some signings uh between in the next 24 hours and also like I, I, I'm, I'm gonna continue to shit on West Ham for now like I I need to be a little bit more impressed by them to go and get a drop but or go and get a win but I will say um West Ham being in the situation they're in right now you do need this win just as much as Chelsea need this win. And whoever loses, especially if Chelsea lose, I think could come up in terms of narrative in a very, very negative manner as far as the manager is concerned. Uh, moving on. Newcastle, a minus 101 taken on Palace at plus 280. Draws a plus 250. Over-unders at 2.5. This is a very interesting battle between two teams that a year ago were not at all near together in terms of the project but currently i feel like you could count them as equals i think they're very close to equals but i i have a difficult time kind of wrapping my head around where each of these two teams are going to be like i was really not that impressed with uh palace midweek and you've also got newcastle like losing a heartbreaking match and and granted like i think they're They'll feel feel slightly hard done by in that, and and sometimes that can be a, a motivation for the next match, and maybe they'll take something from that. But 
I I don't know. Like the, they can also work the other way where you're just deflated and and come out flat the next game. Uh, St. James has been rocking recently. So I'm probably going to get the edge to Newcastle here. I do think they have a little bit more talent. They've been uh, they they spent and Isaac like produced some immediate returns there. So if they can continue that, I think they'll be in a good spot. Palace at plus 280 is a pretty juicy line though. I'm still going Newcastle, but I uh, <laughs> I can't fault anyone for taking any of these. And I might even end up taking Palace with the spread. I mean, that is fair, but I'm, I'm going to go with you on Newcastle. I, Alexander Isaac really, really impressed me today. Um, brilliant, brilliant game from him. And I cannot wait what he can do. Hopefully St. Maximum's fit. Um, and you've got Palace. After what Zaha said uh, in the midweek, kind of went under the radar for a lot of people. But, you know, we're not a lot of people. Um talking about how he does not like the fact that the team just sits back after taking a one in the lead. So I think that was a very honest assessment, and I hope that is how it's gone down with the team and with Patrick Vieira, because I think at a bigger club that could be taken in a much, much different context by media and kind of create something out of nothing. So I hope that started out, but I'm going to go with Newcastle. Very impressed and also kind of very happy for um, Eddie Howe so far. Moving on, Spurs at minus 225, taking on Fulham at plus 600, draws at plus 375, over-unders at two and a half. This is a must-win game for Spurs. You can't drop any more points given the form that Haaland and City are showing and uh, what Arsenal's, occur- Arsenal's currently showing. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. Like, I think you've got a, a Spurs team that... I, I don't want to say they're struggling. Like, they... They got a draw today, but I, this is kind of what, if you want to think you're a title contender, which I, I think Spurs position themselves as, as they are in the transfer market and with their intent, Antonio Conte, like I think everything they've done here is kind of their own, themselves saying that they think they're title contenders. And if you're a title contender, like you need, you need three points more often than not. And this is one that you'll have to get three points from. I will say, like, this Fulham team will play them hard. Like, it, it is a, a a better... It's a Fulham team that's playing better than the sum of their parts right now. And it, that's even with, like, Mitrovic playing very well right now. Uh, obviously, Polina's come in and been a, a difference maker. And uh, I think Fulham are pretty active in the transfer market and may have a piece or two added before this game. So that may be something to watch out for as well. Like, maybe that won't be such an impact in this one. But I think you're right. I think Spurs need it more. I think... At home, they probably get it done. Um, so I'll take Spurs here. Yeah, in a very unconfident manner, I have to take Spurs as well. I'm uh, I'm interested to see how they fare against Mitrovic, and a game plan from Fulham that you know they, they do rely on moments, but they did go to Emirates and give Arsenal a very hard time, and I do think they can replicate that at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So gonna go with spurs in that case i know you're rolling your eyes but you did win in the last minute well i mean i think it was the 82nd minute but yes um sure yes i they they did give us a hard time they did keep us out for a while and i how much of that is like arsenal were on top and then like finally broke through versus how much of that is great defense like there's a little bit of column a a little bit column b on that so we'll see yeah um, I will say, I mean, granted, like, if Spurs do get the first goal, I can't see this become a very yeah. terrible game. So, Fulham do have to score first to make it interesting. 
moving on, Wolves at plus 120, taking on Southampton at plus 230, draws at plus 240, over-unders at 2.5. Another interesting, interesting fixture with a very interesting line, because I would not be expecting this. I, I don't trust the plus favorites here at all. Like, I, it's a Wolves... Uh, it's a Wolves team that just drew with Bournemouth. Like I, I have a lot of concerns about taking Wolves after that. I, I just don't think that they really score enough goals. There's rumors about um, He Chen Wang uh, potentially going to Leeds, which is kind of wild because that feels like a lateral kind of like it, it feels like a move that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I, I saw it pop up from Wolverhampton, so who knows. If that, if that actually happens or not, so we'll see. Um, I'm not taking Wolves, even with them as plus favorites here. That I think fair. I like what, what I've seen from Southampton enough. I, I think I'm going to take Southampton. Okay. Sorry to try to interrupt you, but I did want to say, if Wolves start scoring, they create enough chances to like... That is fair. Yeah. But fair play on Southampton. I'm going to take a draw in this game, to be honest. I d- I'm not particularly impressed by either one of these two teams finishing. And um, by finish, I don't mean the actual finishing, but just the volume in games that they produce. And if United can keep a clean sheet on you, like I, I think multiple teams can. So we'll see how this one goes. Uh, Villa at plus 700, taking on Manchester City at minus 265. Draws at plus 400. Over-unders at three and a half. Um it felt like City almost went for the throat uh, after seeing that Liverpool 9-0 win. Uh, this is a moment for Pep and City. Like, if they can go and produce a 4-0, 5-0 at Villa Park against this Villa team, like, people will question Steven Gerrard at that point, I'd say. I mean, certainly people already are, right? Like, I, this is a Villa team that... I, I know it was only 2-1 at Emirates today, but that was off of an Olympico that kind of out of nowhere, like Arsenal mostly dominated the game, had 2.67 XG in the first half. Like, I... This is a Villa team that I watched was pretty listless and woeful today. So I I, I gotta take City, taking them apart. Like, you get City at, like, less than minus 400 in this, and I'm pretty happy to take them. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be, like, a 4-0, but it could be. Like, it, it definitely could be. So, yeah, like, over... Over three and a half, maybe an over four, maybe like a Man City over four and a half, like parlay in there. Uh, I, I think that could be interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not very confident in Villa hanging around for very long in this one. Yeah, I mean, did you hear what Gerard said when he was questioned about the start? No, he compared it to like Arsenal's last like start last season, and. I, I really don't understand why people keep going back to it because, like, the circumstances were so different for them compared to everybody else. Yeah. Like, nope. Did he have a, does he have a COVID outbreak? Like, it, and then yeah. had to play the European champions and the Premier League champions back to back? Like, yeah. Like, it's uh, wild okay. to me that they keep saying this. But, Pop off, Steven. <laughs> I mean, they, they did play... Um, They are playing the current reigning champions of England though so I'm gonna go with them at minus 265 as you said Man City you get them at minus 265 you close your eyes and you take them nothing else really to go on with that moving on Brighton at minus 111 
against Leicester at plus 305, draws at plus 260, over-unders at two and a half. Man, I wish I knew what happened with Leicester this past Thursday night game because I, I would have a lot of things to say. So I, I heard this somewhere, and it was basically the extent of Brendan Rodgers is a Jose disciple. Do we think he's doing a Jose thing and forcing his way out? Uh, and, and like not walking away, but making sure that they sack him and, and all of that sort of thing. And I want to say that's not the most ridiculous thing that I've heard. Like when you watch kind of how they have not done anything in the transfer market, like they, you know, they're getting plenty of money in for Fafana. Like, and maybe that all has to go for last season signings. I, I don't know, but they haven't really done anything and they look pretty miserable in most of the matches that that you watch them play um so for me this is real easy i think we got a little bit of a benefit from fulham beating brighton midweek which helps the line a little bit here i'm taking brighton and not looking back what is kind of crazy to me is the fact that they have the second lowest expected goals i know like they've played a game less than everybody else and man united at this point but to be where they are in terms of that I think they miss James Madison in the games that he does not play. But even then, like with Madison, it's not like there's just a flurry of chances. So I I will say that having taken all of that into consideration, I'm going to go with Brighton. I think it's a no-brainer, a minus 111. What I would really enjoy is if this is Brendan Rodgers' last game. Because watching Graham Potter be the one to do that after... Me going to war over Graham Potter being better than Brendan Rodgers for the last three years would really, really make me happy. And talking about managers I've gone to war for, Mikel Arteta brings an undefeated Arsenal to Old Trafford. Man United plus 160. Arsenal's at plus 160. Draws at plus 255. Over-unders at 2.5. Feel like tomorrow at 5 p.m. there'll be a lot of change in this line, depending on the result. I can see that, yeah. It's um, I, I'm a little nervous about this one because I, I think for one, it's Arsenal's first real test against a team that's another like big boy name brand who's going to come after you and has had this one circled as more than just let's get a big scalp, but a, as a, like, we think we're competing with you and, like, we want to beat you on that level and we think we're equals. So I I think this is going to be a really interesting, fun match to watch. Um, Well, when I say fun match to watch, like if you're neutral, like I I will be a nervous wreck during it as I always am in the bigger games. I wouldn't bet this one until you find out more. Certainly not until Friday when you find out a little bit more about, like it sounds like Thomas Party is not going to play for Arsenal. Zinchenko will probably be a fitness test decision. And I think Arsenal can deal with this a lot better if Zinchenko's playing. Because whether it's Sambi back there, whether it's Shaka, I think that little bit of extra technical security that Zinchenko gives you is a big benefit against a team. Whether it's whether it's dealing with the press, whether it's unlocking defenses, like he he has that quality to kind of keep us ticking. And I also think like United might be still integrating new signings and that sort of thing. So I may just edge it to Arsenal on this one. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of belief in the squad that they want to keep this perfect run going. And as long as they're healthy, 
I, you know, as Odegaard got kicked and was limping around a little bit, I, I think he'll be fine. But, you know, it's, it's those things that kind that, that kind of nag you in there. So I, I don't know. I would listen to the press conference before I really take this. But since I have to choose something now, it's going to be Arsenal. Yeah, honestly, I'm right there with you. I think Arsenal, they have, at the end of the day, a day's more rest uh, that I do think will matter a lot, given that United are going away to King Power. And um, also, I think Arsenal are just a class above Man United right now. I think if there are uh, deficiencies to Arsenal's team because of injuries and such for the game, like it might change my opinion a little bit. But... Uh, Going into the game, I think Arsenal just simply are the better team. I think United, um, probably if they do beat Leicester, like we'll get a reality check right here that like you know there is still a lot of work to be done. And but this should be Anthony's first game, and sadly I will not get a front three of Anthony's in this game. However, it'll be I mean come on the Gabriels versus Anthony's that that would yeah. be the perfect the perfect game. Uh, but I'm going to go with Arsenal. Uh, but I will say I'm going to take the over. If uh, the At two and a half, I, I think there are multiple goals in this game from both teams. So, and, yeah, to be on, and to be honest, like the draw, the plus 255 seems very juicy. But again, I will, if you tell me before the game you do to Arsenal, I would take that right now. So, yeah, going to go with that. And that kind of wraps up the weekend. It is Labor Day for uh, everybody in the United States. So enjoy uh, if you are taking any time off. And if you are working, thank you for uh, working on a Monday. Um, (laughs) Having said that, (laughs) that is it from us. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. And we will be discussing all of these games uh, from midweek as well as um, the weekend games and seeing which ones are interesting. And if you are a college football fan, 7.30 this Saturday, big, big game. See you there.